What's up, guys? It's Hot Grits Podcast, episode 41, the best of episode, where we'll be recapping what we've done the past 40 weeks. Uh, we're really excited about it. Some of our best takes, our worst takes, funniest moments, all that stuff's in there. And uh, Travis will be on intermittently to kind of explain and give some context. But other than that, guys, thank you so, so, so much for your listenership. It's been awesome. We're really proud of it. And uh, make sure you follow us at The Hot Grits on Instagram, Podcast Grits on Twitter, Jadon Sports on Twitter for Travis, and Spencer Maddox underscore on Twitter for me. Other than that, guys, wash your hands, you filthy animals, and peace. First up on our best of HGP, let's start with the lost episode, or as we like to call them, the lost grits. This episode recorded on the night of March 10th, 2020, was one day prior to sports being shut down across the United States due to coronavirus. Spencer and I recorded this episode at producer Jeff's house, one of our original uh, go-to producers for Hot Grits podcast. Neither of us at the time respected the COVID ball club. And we both drastically underestimated how long it would impact or stop sports. Uh, I think at one point in time during this clip, we even guessed a month and we are way, way off. We definitely didn't think sporting events would ever happen without fans, especially the NBA playoffs. And the stoppages started the next day. This episode was never released. And again, it was recorded the night of March 10th. The second clip you'll hear from this episode is about our discussion with then free agent quarterback Tom Brady and where he would sign this offseason. Brady would eventually sign, obviously, with the Tampa Bay Bucks on March 17th. Here's two clips from our lost episode of the Hot Grits podcast. Right now, looking at it, there's no way that the NBA would play for a prolonged period of time like that. I think they the the if it came down to it and it's, you know, late March, early April, th- they could potentially go 2 weeks like that maybe. Maybe. Right. But there's just no way that you're going to really advance into like really at the end of the regular season they're either meaningless games or they're ultra important games. Right. You know what I mean? And I just don't know that they're going to do that for a prolonged period of time as opposed to maybe postponing and just waiting for games. Major League Baseball is going to have the same thing on their hands. Florida already looks like a ghost town yeah. Like with their spring training, and I'm imagining Arizona probably is similar. I had the thought today that they're probably, if if this thing lingers, I'm not a scientist, and I, you know, definitely not a doctor. But Can't confirm. I can confirm if that. This thing, if this thing lingers and... You know, we're getting around June and it's still, you know, you know, it's still getting worse and more and more cases are popping up. June. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'd probably push the playoffs back 
because there's no way they can play a play play a playoff game without fans. No playoff game. No playoff game will be played in any sport without fans. Exactly. I'm confident in yeah. that. In any sport that matters. I mean, I guess hockey might. Uh, right now, Tom Brady, Patriots starting quarterback, or any other team. <laughs> the- <laughs> I think he's staying with the Patriots, but I, I did have in the notes, uh, how many felonies would you commit to see him in a Dolphins uniform? Dozens. I would put dozens. <laughs> That's how many I'd be willing to I didn't see that. Yeah. That's funny. I, what's what's the level? Would you kill? No. You would steal, though. <sighs> commit a theft. Like a big theft. No, I was thinking something like parking like a handicap spot or something, and then like, uh, no. It's got to be felonous, huh? Yeah, that's not a felony. Probably some white collar stuff, maybe. So, yeah, some larceny. Yeah, something like that. Maybe some insider trading. Yeah, I'd probably commit some insider trading, dude. I I would take would a you, risk with me. Anyway. Yeah, not even with Tom Brady. That'd be so sweet. I think I could get away with one. But sir, but sir, we haven't had a good quarterback in fifteen <laughs> years. What do you mean? I'm doing this for Tom. And I think if you explain that to a cop in Miami, they'll be like, okay. If no Tom problem. Brady went to somewhere like Miami, though, some people think Tampa. If he went somewhere like that, could you imagine the kind of control he would have? There's nobody in the building that could check him. I mean, there's nobody he's in the gonna building get, that can tell him what to do. He's like, going to get 20 offers. I'm sure he already has gotten 20 offers. Well, he's going to self-eliminate a lot. I mean, a lot of these teams aren't going to even bother. Tampa's going to throw the house. Tampa has a ready-made Super Bowl contender, a lot of people think, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And... They're, I mean, they're, they think they're a quarterback away, a quarterback that doesn't throw 30 interceptions a year, away from being in the Super Bowl, and why wouldn't they throw the house at Tom Brady? He's not going there. That would be so weird to see him in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform. Yeah, he's not going to be in Tampa. I, I can't see him, like, he's not going to go somewhere that's not a big market. I just can't see it. Some yeah. people have said, like, ooh, is Detroit a sneaky option? He went to Michigan. The only thing I would think of is it's warm down there, and that can extend your career a little bit as a as a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, the Pats they it's play warm out west too. They Pats play in a dome, right? That's not a dome. No, that's not a dome. That's right. Yeah, no, 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 I was wrong. Sorry. Next up on our trip through Hot Grits history, episode four, recorded on April third, twenty twenty, has Spencer and I recapping and talking about Tiger King, the Netflix show that. Took us all by storm and also helped us pass some time while sports were canceled. After the Tiger King conversation from episode four, you'll hear our conversation about another show that helped us get through quarantine, and that's The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary from ESPN. The Last Dance conversation comes to you from episode 14, recorded on May 23rd, 2020. What about the guy who the movie Scarface was potentially loosely based on. Oh, yeah. They just <laughs> snuck that in. They only, yeah, they only touched on that guy for like 15 minutes and we never saw him again. Like, are you telling me this guy could potentially be the real life Tony Montana and they're just going to leak him in like episode, like, like midway through episode oh, two or something? Geez. Just like work him in? And he was like acting like he loved animals and he was like, yeah, they were, uh, they were stuffing cocaine and live snakes and getting them over here. Yeah, multi-use yeah. animals, dude. Man, next episode uh, we need a power rank, like the craziest characters in that show. That would be fun. I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, all right. What about the sort of guide for the beginning of the documentary? Uh, the chain smoking 
dude in a bar by himself in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, the original documentarian, I guess, of Joe Exotic's he seems exotic like, adventures. He seems like he could have been one of my uncles. Like, that's how, that's how my side of the family is. Just like that kind of like, yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's how, like, tougher than you and he knows it. Yeah, exactly. Got um, bad thing for him though, because that guy definitely blew up the alligator shed with the footage, right? Are we on the same page on that? Oh, dude, no, man. You saw the video. You look. You saw the security camera video of whoever did it. That was that person, shadowy, shadowy figure walking away. All and this guy had the most deliberate walk ever. Like all of elbows pointed out. So exotic you blow up your own thing when you're not in town. Like, that's when you do that. You have somebody do that. I remember seeing that and be like, I don't know, man. This dude seems too much of a straight shooter. But I could see that, man. Everybody else got some dirt on him. Why not that guy? Yeah, I don't understand. If it wasn't if it wasn't the documentarian who blew it up, uh, then why would he dip out right after that? Why wouldn't he sell out? Why wouldn't he sell out Joe Exotic and sell out the whole thing and be pissed if it wasn't him and if he wasn't paid to do it? You know, that'd be the perfect out for him. You blow it up, collect your money from Carol or whoever paid you to blow it up, and then dip out of town. Yeah. Because you're so upset that the documentary got destroyed. I don't know. That's just one of the many things. Um, I liked... uh, I liked... I liked Carol Baskin uh, when Joe Exotic had the cologne on his shoe or whatever it was on his shoe uh, in the cage. And he thought someone was trying to kill him. They, they cut to an interview with Carol Baskin and she finds it hard to believe. And she immediately says, if, if you were going to kill someone with a tiger, you would use sardines, not cologne. (laughs) And I'm sitting there thinking like this bitch killed her husband. 100%. You are so guilty. And she's never going to be tried I mean, on it either. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to reopen that that cold case now. Did you see that on Twitter? Good. Yeah. Not if uh, not if Carol's simpleton husband has anything to say about it. Yeah. Oh my God, he is such, the guy that the sick. guy that was willing to be put on a leash yeah. for his wedding photo. Ick, dude. Ick. Does that that just gives me chills just thinking about it? I don't even like looking at that meme because man, you you exist, dude. Yeah, it's a real person. Um, the whole thing made me think, though, with Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, that rivalry. I mean, the, the whole documentary like it said this over and over, and it was pretty clear. That rivalry kind of sparked both of them to more fame than they either one would have had, or infamy, whichever one you want to say, more notoriety than either one would have had on their own. So it makes me wonder, does the Hot Grits podcast – need a rival <laughs> yeah we need we need to we got to feud with somebody i told you that day one um, yeah but we just haven't found anyone that i mean there's a lot of people that piss me off a great deal but no one that really feuds with us yet we need a good feud. yeah you know my long-term nemesis is anyone in a biker gang so if there's any biker gang podcasts out there we should just hit them up you know what i mean that'll it'll be good for both sides and I was like yeah. teetering 50-50 LeBron MJ best of all time. And I, I think still, a lot of I think a lot of people our age were. I'm willing to be have my mind changed at any on any day but, going forward. But right now I like I think I would say Michael and I would switch it only because of this documentary. 
If a LeBron documentary comes out next week, do you think that sways your opinion back? We well, try not to be slaves in the I, moment. It might we lower, always talk about that shit. But. We always do, but it might lower my opinion of LeBron because I don't know how LeBron's career is going to look when dudes are looking back. Think about it when, when uh, uh, you know, That's right. a I mean, kid 20 in, years from now goes back and, and looks at this league right now. They're going to think Jimmy Harden is the greatest player to ever walk. Uh, Giannis, I mean, they're going to look at the numbers and wonder... I mean, LeBron's numbers are going to speak for themselves as well, yeah. obviously. Like, those are, you know, once-in-a-generation numbers. But, like, I don't know how his career off the court is going to look. And it, I don't think it would look great, LeBron's, in a, in a documentary like this. Not ten episodes. Now, he would he definitely sign up for it. If he, he definitely doesn't have the drama surrounding him that, that Jordan did. But to me, it almost comes out like... Jordan's trying to settle the score with so many people. Well, it, dude, so was, many people. This was semi-calculated and semi-targeting LeBron. That's why I was surprised, and I asked, and I put it in our show notes. Like, was LeBron? Did I miss something? Was LeBron James interviewed? No, he was not. They interviewed a billion people for this thing. Justin Timberlake got play on the Michael yeah, Jordan documentary. Not just just uh, Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and we're not gonna. I'm talking about a sit-down interview. Uh, oh yeah, Timberlake would still. I forgot like, about that. Uh, Barack Obama, and you're not going to include LeBron James. Like you're not going to wonder what LeBron, LeBron thinks of Michael James. And that's they, so strange to me. Why somehow, wouldn't they give LeBron a chance? To- they somehow included. They somehow included Kobe, and I'm assuming all this was recorded long before. The actual the footage, footage, yeah. yeah. But, like you think they threw all that Kobe stuff in <clears throat> after. His death? I think that it was definitely more hype because he died and they angled it after the fact. But that was going to be there regardless because that story was still true. Like that, that All-Star Game story about it's, Kobe asking him it's about so that. It's so strange to me, though, that not to cut you off, but it's no, so strange, I mean, to me, strange to me, though, that he has so many issues with so many people and there's so many people saying he's a liar and he's calling them a liar. At some point in this documentary, I think we can both agree... Michael Jordan has lied about something. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, what time did he get back from Atlantic City? That's right. a no-brainer. Like, you didn't play that one right. You can't. Right. You cannot claim The gambling thing in general. Just... I think he kind of owned up to that. Like, I mean, I, again, like, all it would take is a simple Google search. If you, even before Last Dance, Michael Jordan's gambling habits, uh, or as he would call them, his competitive habits, um... That wasn't, like, hidden news. You know what right. I mean? Like, that was... Anyone that was willing to do a little research on their own could find that out. I think if Michael Jordan wanted to do something, anything in life, he was probably going to be the goat at it. Because my man can debate, dude. He can spin a narrative like no other person. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. And uh, another person that's super good at that is Reggie Miller. Dude. Who, to me, comes off like such uh, And I... Look, I'm still... I like Reggie Miller still. But this guy's a like a legitimate dweeb. Uh, why is why does he call Michael Black Jesus? You know he is a weirdo, and I love the Reggie Miller. Documentary is the opposite of things that Jesus of Nazareth would do. He would not go to Atlantic City think, and gamble. He would not drink all the time. He would not smoke cigars all the time. And he would not cut off other human beings from his life. Like he would not target other humans. Like this is not Black Jesus. What are we talking about? And it just... Reggie Miller, you don't have the ability to just coin Black Jesus and give it to... Very strange. 
I don't know very, why I'm so triggered by that. That pisses strange. me off. Also, important question here. Is Reggie Miller a Republican? Well, it depends. That's if you ask you, then yeah, obviously he's a Republican. Yeah, he seems, he, he seems to lean a little to the right. And you obviously care off. a great deal about it. I do. It. But uh, not great content. I'll okay. say that. All right, fair. Anyways, the thing about Reggie Miller is, obviously, you know that I love Reggie. He was on my uh, all-time favorite players list, you know, episode, what was that, four? Episode four, I think. You think he pushed off? No, I didn't. I think, I think, uh, I, it's a push-off, but... It's a little bit, but it should have been the, called. By the rules of the day, and fuck no. Today, he, absolutely. You cannot call that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Michael Jordan goes flailing away. Like, bro, what are you defending over there on the opposite shoulder? Uh, you're... You think Reggie's gonna yeah, fade to the? Op- you exactly. think he's not gonna go towards the ball? Really strange. And I just love no the, mention of that. They didn't talk about that. I just love the contrast of Reggie Miller, this light skinned, like kind of dweebish guy, like you said, he, him jumping up in the air after he made the shot, like doing this, you know, flailing his arms and stuff yeah. was so weird. I love the contrast that that guy, that was the dude that was able to go back at Michael Jordan and have some success and showed no fear towards this motherfucker because everybody else just got ate alive but Reggie Reggie and he said in the documentary he thinks that they were were a better team he still thinks that to this day they had a squad dude I know they were good but it's like you're gonna say all this shit and you're gonna like at the end of the day what you became was another name on the list that fell to Michael Jordan it's like dude you need to kind of fall in line yeah. And real, like, you didn't do it. Man, you hate Reggie Miller. No, I like Reggie Miller. I'm saying, like, they're not the Pistons. They're yeah. Not the, I mean, they not, didn't knock them down. That's not that's, who they were. Sure. Like, they were close. But that's not who the, the... No, we don't remember the Pacers that way. Yeah. I mean, we remember them as, like, a solid well, team. When I was watching that documentary, it was... I mean, I knew the results ahead of time, but they made it seem like the Pacers were the biggest foe in right. that. And looking back, like, if the Knicks weren't the Knicks, uh, they could have won. Man. They could have won. Jeez, man. What? Just, if you're a Knicks fan, you were already ready to jump off a cliff before this documentary came out. Oh, my God. Now, you're on suicide watch, dude. And, like, like Isaiah, what if Isaiah Thomas was your all-time favorite player? Oh. You just don't watch after, like, episode six, dude. <laughs> like, don't come back. Dude. Michael Jordan they, probably sends you. They buried them, dude. Yeah. I mean, John Starks is somewhere just, like, apologizing to his children for how his life played out. All right, next up, we have episodes 11 and episodes 13, clips from both. Episode 11, first up, recorded on May 7th, has Spencer talking about my mustache and the momentum I created from rocking a mustache for a brief time. Then, on episode 13, one of our favorite segments from the first two seasons of the Hot Grits podcast, we break down a weird, wild, and wacky story involving Kentucky cheerleading and their head coach, who goes by the name of Jomo. But yeah. that's not what I want to talk about first. What I want to talk about first is that mustache. That mustache you got. So it's great radio. You guys obviously cannot see the mustache now. I may have to tweet a picture of it soon. Oh, a picture's uh, going live on Instagram. Here's what sure. here's what I did, children. I needed to shave because I was looking uh, like garbage, like I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, are looking if we're sheltered in place and we're not working. 
uh, and we're not going out to restaurants and bars and whatnot. And uh, girls don't have to see you. That's the main thing is you, you're not around any girls. So right. You're like, Stock photos on Tinder. You don't have to have criminals. <laughs> you guys do. If you're listening to this, you know the game already. I expect that from you, dear listener. But here's the thing. I got super fucking bored. So I started shaving my face. And I got halfway through and decisions had to be made. <laughs> you know, and you know, any guy that's ever shaved and looked in the mirror and said, maybe I take a chance. Is today. that how you made that decision? You got... You literally started shaving, and then you were like, you know what? I'm going to leave it. Well, I said, I have to shave a lot of this lettuce off because it looks gross. Right. So off the rip, that's got to go. And then you got to decide, are you trimming or are you shaving like baby face shaving? So I went baby face shaving because I figured, shit, I probably won't shave again for another month. Then came time. I got the neck all done, cheeks all done, got the chin taken care of, and then came the upper lip area. And uh, I'll be honest, it was a lonely moment at first, but I liked what I fucking saw in the mirror. Well, Trav, um, Twitter has not been so kind to me for those who have seen it. Uh, Dude, your Twitter's popping. Should I, should I reveal the... The best one was the Home Depot one. Uh, yeah. Someone, and you know who you are, and I'm not giving you the satisfaction of telling you, uh, telling the people who you are, but someone DM'd me, and they had gotten a picture, uh, a current picture of my mustache, I'm assuming from either my sibling or one of my asshole friends. Anyway, the guy says to me... It for sure wasn't me. Well, now I definitely believe you. Wasn't me. Uh, So, thanks, Shaggy. Uh, So the guy... That's my next look. Continue. The guy DMs me and says, "Uh, yeah, I like what you did, but you kind of look like a guy that would walk up to me in Home Depot and ask if I needed help, but yet you don't actually work at Home Depot. That's (laughs) what he said I looked like with this mustache. Uh, another guy. That guy's the real MVP. Another guy chimed in, and it could be the same guy with a burner. Another guy chimed in that said, he, I looked like I coached third base for a Little League team for which my son does not play. So my son's not on the team, and I'm still in the box with this nose furniture. Uh, I like the mustache. I'll tweet it at some point this week. I'm quite sure you guys will not like it. Uh, but you know what? I did it. Fucking excellent content and plot twist. Both of those Twitter accounts are Kevin Durant. But that was- here's why the coaches were fired, Spencer, and this is unforgivable. Coaches did not confiscate the alcohol. Uh, even Let me just stop there. Even Jomo, my guy, Jomo Thompson, head coach, you think he's just going to cruise around in like a little jet ski and just like, like pick, pick off bush lights one by one? Like what the f- – what is this guy? <laughs> this guy's a cheerleading legend, and you want him running around like – Batting away PBRs from college kids. The whole thing is, man, and why do they call it a gymnastics routine whenever they're throwing these kids in there? Now, I think it's, that, it, it, look, I think, and I don't know this, this says some cheerleaders, quote, performed gymnastics routines that included those famous basket tosses. Now, I think that's the player's way of saying, but coach, how we're did this, practicing. How did this story we're break? practicing. Uh, I don't know, probably some, probably... It, Probably, here's what happened. Some girl wanted to be in the basket toss. She didn't get in the basket toss. She probably got left on one of the docks. Billy forgot her or something. Uh, and she hates Tennessee and she's never coming back. That's probably what happened. And then Kentucky. Mom, they didn't let me take my top off. Sally, did you try? Did you tell the coach <laughs> that you would do her? Uh Dude, give my man Jomo a job. Dude. One more thing. Yeah, one more thing. And by the way, 
since this is at Kentucky, let me just say, Rick Patino is chuckling somewhere. He's like, you call this? Rick Patino's like, you call this allegations? It's a Sunday <laughs> afternoon stroll stuff, dude. This is basic 101 stuff. Okay? They didn't even pay any of them for sex. Lake Cumberland, dude. That sounds like a Bible study to Rick Patino. <laughs> Uh, one more good quote from that report. During a cheerleader camp, cheerleading camp in Tennessee, go, go there for a minute, cheerleading right. camp in Tennessee, uh, some cheerleaders were directed by other members of the squad to perform, quote, lewd chants, end quote, and wear outfits. Oh, that, my God. And wear outfits that did not include underwear. Some dudes were free ball. This is so lame. What are lewd chants? Uh, we're not that drunk. We're not that. <laughs> I'm, guess, I'm guessing. All right. Next up, we got four clips front for you guys from July of 2020. First up, from episode 20, we talk about Lou Gehrig's famous speech, and that episode was recorded on July 4th. Next up, from episode 21, recorded on July 16th, we talk about Yasiel Puig and Herschel Walker, and then in episode 22. Two clips for you guys. First up is us talking and talking like and talking about Canadians and us talking about Nikola Jokic, uh, an NBA star who Spencer thinks looks like a certain profession, along with Joe Ingles, who Spencer also has strong takes on. Enjoy. We talked earlier about, and obviously we're recording this on July 4th. I gotta, I gotta just get something off my chest that I've always found super weird. Uh, obviously July 4th is a holiday, but it's also an anniversary of one of the most seminal moments in baseball history when Lou Gehrig, uh, you know, Hall of Fame Yankees outfielder, uh, basically announces his retirement from the game in a famous speech that, uh, you know, the most famous line out of the speech is today, 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 today. I consider, consider, consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Uh, I got problems with that, Lou. You, you're actually the most unlucky person of all time. They literally didn't know what your disease was. So and they, they named, named it after you. Yeah. There are Yikes, millions of bro. people who know Lou Gehrig as the man that died from that disease. From that Lou time. Gehrig's disease. Yeah. yeah. Correct. He's, you are not lucky. more famous. You're not that. lucky. I mean, you're not lucky, dude. Like, luckiest man on the face of the earth. That's a bit arrogant, I think, to even think that. I love that, dude. That take? Uh, no, not that take. Oh. That attitude. That take as well. Thank but you. But that attitude, dude. Oh, yeah. Just be like, fuck you guys. I'm actually Big lucky. Big whole middle yeah. finger. <laughs> and look, uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's been long enough where I can say this. He died soon after that. You feel like it's been long enough? It's been long enough. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. it's all not the, too soon. All the Lou guys are gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even most Lou guys were luckier than Lou because. Lou died soon after calling himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Uh, in classic Yankees fashion, just doesn't make any sense and, and it comes off stupid. It, that's my take. Yeah. So happy good, good anniversary, take. happy anniversary good to, take. to Lou, after, Lou Gehrig's ridiculous speech. After all the offensive things we said to begin this episode, dude, I guarantee we get an email about Lou Gehrig. Somebody saying it was way too, how, how are you going to talk about Lou Gehrig that way? What, Herschel Walker was a football player. He was. The Braves signed Yasiel Puig. Oh, you're wondering what Herschel does Herschel Walker. Walker have to do with Yasiel Puig? I'm so fucking glad you asked. Mm. Herschel Walker may well be the father 
of Yasiel Puig. And I'm not reporting this. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying, if you can figure out a way to prove that he's not, yeah, I'm out. I believe you. Yeah. Have you ever seen Herschel Walker and Yasiel Puig's dad in a room together? No, you have not. Dude, I really don't want to be mean about this, but this is going to be real mean. I don't think Yasiel Puig's ever seen his dad in a room with anybody. I don't think he's ever seen his dad in a room. Yeah, his dad's probably not a part of his life. Well, I was just he joking. never met his dad. Yeah, yeah. It's I was not really just... that funny. Well, damn. I didn't actually know that. But, well, damn. Yeah, fuck, man. Why'd you have to make me feel so bad? Well, dude. There are stories and websites dedicated to the, to y- the theory that, that Herschel Walker may be Yasiel Puig's dad. Yasiel Puig looks more like Herschel Walker than Herschel Walker's own, like, legitimate son. The one that he claims. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, so that's a real fine line. Like, I, I don't understand how you, uh, how you would monitor that or, it's, it's gotta be like, a third party doing it. It can't be the Braves pumping in crowd noises. That's that's what I don't understand. If if Toronto did play in their home stadium, you got to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out on this. If Toronto played in their home stadium, would the crowd noise be the nicest things ever? <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. Yes, yes, please, yes. Sir. Nice pitch, good swing. Like a million of those. Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Toronto's homeless. That's. Uh, a thing right What's now. that a boot? <laughs> Boom. Really, yeah, just really, really well done. Let's go. Cana- Canadians speak funny. <laughs> um, Canadians speak funny, funny. Oh, where are you going with this? Funny words, words, names, words funny with names. Bobo has two <laughs> names that are both the same, and he scored 16, 10, and 6 the other night. In I'm going to give, give that one a B minus, dude. Which we've always maintained on this podcast that Jokic is an alcoholic, right? Like, I he just looks like one. I don't think I've ever been convinced of that, but I could easily. He's Eastern European. He looks like one. No racist. He looks like an alcoholic a little bit. His post game interviews they seem a little slow. You know. Now the subtleties between Joe Ingles looking like a plumber and could you just take me there for a second? What? Well, Joe Ingles looks like he has a nightcap. Right, like he has a cold one after he gets off his shift, fixing the pipes, you know, making like sure the water's uses, on. He drinks the same beer that he uses to ice down his knees. Yeah, he's definitely a Coors Light guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. <laughs> the beer, the beer. Joe Joe Ingles gets home, knocks on his own door for some reason, says, "Honey, I'm home." Just like this, he's 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 fucking worn out, dude. He's been working in the hundred yeah. degree heat. Grabs himself a cold beer and just uh, right in the chair, just. Yeah, all of his PBRs are like perfectly lined up on the right side of the fridge, which has just a little hitch to it when he opens it. (laughs) Just so. Uh, But Djokovic drinks hard liquor. Right, right. Yeah. Djokovic, excuse me. Yeah, he drinks vodka. Vodka. This guy's on. He's on his fucking game. Sorry about that. Sorry. had a bunch of interviews through the first 40 episodes of the Hot Grits podcast, and we want to take this time to thank every single person who has been a part of HGP so far. So, our guests through 40 episodes, Malik Benlevy, Winston Wilcox, Ben Troop, Phil Deary, Barry Aldridge, Mike Anthony twice, Mark DeRosa, Gene Clemens, Christian Gokel, Russell Damasi, and Greg Talbot. Interviews and and great interview guests make great podcasts. And thank you guys for being a part of what we hope is Savannah's best sports podcast. What's up, HGP fam? It's Travis. I'm here to tell you guys about Braddy Electric. Since 1970, 
Braddy Electric has been the number one electric company in Savannah for industrial, residential, and commercial electrical needs. Call Braddy Electric today at 912-232-3240 or visit them at 1104 East 35th Street. That's Braddy Electric in Savannah since 1970. 912-232-3240. We have a trio of clips. First, from episode 21, Spencer's fun time at the bachelor party in Orlando from episode 21 recorded on July 16th. Then, a pair of wedding recap segments from episode 24, which was recorded in August. So I I get off work. I drive. I immediately pack a bag, quickly drive straight to Orlando. Roughly three hours in, I'm struggling, dude. I mean, I'm really, really On the GPS, it's like a four-hour, ten-minute drive. Yeah. probably stopped once. It took me about five hours to get down there. Okay, so you arrive in Orlando at... Very little sleep. At what, nine? Nine. Nine a.m. Friday morning. Exactly. And I'm waking up from Thursday night, which like I said, I, I really wasn't... I probably drank the least amount on the trip, to be honest, but... Like, I wake up Friday morning and you're just walking around the house with Snapchatting, like, because this is a badass house yeah. with, like, game rooms and shit, but, you, like, you're just not there. <laughs> you can see it on my face. And you just my, drove five hours. So I'm I know, a shell of myself. Yeah, you weren't, like, drinking or anything like that. It wasn't yeah. that. It was just, like, this guy mentally checked out when he crossed the border. Yeah. Um, I'm here. All right. I but, made it. So, I sleep for three hours. <laughs> And then we turn it on, man. Like I, and then the weekend goes from there. Yeah, I um I, I wanted to like touch on a, just a few highlights from the trip, and then you can add whatever stood out to you. Um, I mean, obviously, like a bachelor party, we're not, you know, I'm not gonna just like summarize the entire trip. Yeah, but there were some cool aspects of it. Like Orlando was semi shut down, kind of because of coronavirus. Obviously, we were in the fucking belly. It was very beast. shut down, bro. We were in the belly of the beast. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, knocking on wood, like, we came out scrapping, dude. We yeah. came out grinding. I think we came out all right. You're like Barry Sanders or Marshawn Lynch with coronavirus. People dude. will say that about me a lot. They, they say that the person I remind them of is Barry Sanders. Yeah. I get that a lot. The people around you keep getting it. You keep dipping and dodging. Swerve. Yeah. Um, oh. What? Almost a week ago now. It's really yeah, it's Friday. Um, Michael married uh, his fiance Summer, and it was a fucking blast. We, in order to, like, there's some videos and shit coming out. I've seen little previews and snippets of it. Yeah. It looks awesome. But, like, at one point in time, my younger brother, who at the reception uh, is, he has had bad knees, like everyone in my family. But yeah. he, we still don't even have the diagnosis. But he dislocates his knee, like, pretty severely. He's on the ground for half an hour? Yeah. And this is hour. after. Yeah, this is after. This is after his speech. This is after the the like, right. The first dance, all that had gotten yeah done with. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that that happened before. Uh, and we're and all sufficiently drunk at this point. Everybody's hammered, dude. Shit, <laughs> including my younger brother, yeah. who was hysterical because of the pain, obviously. Yeah. But also, like, what a shitty time to be. Yeah, dude. To be dislocating your knee if there uh. ever was a shitty time, like that's the time. Um, at one point in time, everyone's just yelling. The ambulance is there. The EMS guys are inside. 
And Summer, his wife at that point, they had already been married. Yeah. His wife just screams, shut the fuck up! <laughs> and I mean to tell you, the fucking place went silent, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The place it, went it, silent, and I was like... I didn't know she had that in her. Bro, if you marry was, Michael... Yeah, that's. I guess that's true. Yeah, that. She's been around that. Uh, but and that's, this, like, the number one storyline of yeah. the wedding, besides, well, obviously, the thing the is, marriage. during all of this, I've, I've got a date that flew down from... from uh, Lexington? Lexington, yeah, excuse me. Incredible almost. move. You gotta explain. So, you had never hung out with this girl? No. Let no. us call and we won't say We won't say her name. Just let's call like, her Lexi. Yeah, let's call her Lexi. Uh, we we'd never Good hung people. out. We've been talking for a long time, you know. But, but you but, pick her up the morning of the her Thursday before yeah, the wedding on yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time you've with her. Yeah. That's a bold move. Yeah. Man. That's scary. Yeah. Like it was my, scary for both of us. My date I had known for yeah. a long time, and like, little did we know what all of these. Poor fucking girls yeah. were about to go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she was, by the end of this, she was like, so your friends are uh, psychopaths, huh? You told her. You kept telling I me, did, like, I kept, she's not ready. She's she not doesn't ready. I kept saying, I kept trying to prep her. I was like, you're not ready for this. Like, this family, I, I've, like, it took me a long time to be able to hold my own yeah. amongst these people. Okay, well, we cannot let these, Michael, we cannot let my younger brother go out of his wedding reception with a dislocated knee. Possibly just tweaked. Yeah. But also possibly torn ACL. Like, you you kind of you kind of yelled at me whenever I was like the the stretcher guys were going in there. Maybe it was. It was Lexi. I think I did. Lexi. Ooh, close one. Maybe it was Lexi. I was like, I'm don't bring that support. in there. I was like, don't bring that shit in there. You <laughs> can't let him go out on a stretcher. No, no fucking way. Because he might accept it on accident and yeah. then be like, and then he would never forgive us. These bros let that. me go out on a stretcher. Yeah. Fuck no. And then the ambulance guys, the EMS guys, who clearly had heard so many bros like us before. They're like, yeah, we just have to do this for protocol. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to get on it. Like, we have to take it down. And we were already lit. We're like, and fuck I that. Like, I was like, fucking send it back. <laughs> send it back. And then finally, they calmed, you know, my dumbass down. And they brought it in. He didn't get on it. He instead accepted the wheelchair. And at one point in time, he was getting rolled into a bunch of chairs like a like bowling pins. That's what I walked in on at one time. Like, couldn't. Possibly torn ACL. Like, yeah, dude. Somebody set up chairs like pulling pins. Yeah. And the only idea. difference I could tell is the wheelchair. Yeah. And he went from, I think he went from like blood heavies to Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Safe move. <laughs> yeah. Safe move no matter what. He hits the chair so he throws his hands up like this. You know, hands yeah. in the air. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who, um, and we'll, I'll. Okay, next up, we have in, a clip from episode 29 recorded on September 30th. This episode ta- has Spencer and I talking about saving the Duran Avenue Globe and saving it specifically from a big oil company. That's HDP versus big oil. Then, after episode 29 clip of the Duran Avenue Globe, you'll hear us from episode 31 talking about Dan Quinn, episode 32 with a stat from Spencer that absolutely stuns me, and then another clip from episode 32 where Spencer talks about me on a set-the-tone Speaking of Savannah Staples, dude. Yeah, Savannah Staple, Coach's Corner, Savannah Staple Hot Grits Podcast, Savannah Staple Duran Avenue Globe. Big ass globe. Now, the Duran Avenue Globe, you guys know it, you love it, you have not cared about it. Yeah. Much like us. Now you should because there are plans, tentatively, depending on who you ask, who you read, to move the globe in order to make room for not only a Parker's gas station. Let's be clear about that. It's not yeah. just a Parker's gas station. There will be a coffee shop. Yeah. Um. In the plans, these plans are public record. You guys can look them up if you're interested in being really, really, really bored. And listen, um, Parker's coffee, big oil, big coffee. You think we're going down without a fucking 
Like this dude, is big oil versus hot grits. Because yeah, dude. HGP versus the fucking world. Because we're gonna keep Savannah fucking weird. Yeah, I like that dirty globe. It's been there my whole life. You know what though? It never has been clean. They don't. No. They don't. Why? Why don't they? Sometimes it rains, bro. That's true. Sometimes it does rain. Uh, mark the time there, Spencer, with philosophical knowledge. Sometimes. Sometimes it rains. It rains. Hot take. Sixteen games. Oh, and I did just see. It was literally like right when we started recording. The Falcons players—they've shut down the facility because you're shitting me. No, nah, like multiple players. So multiple players. Could, they should just forfeit. Could though. we like, give Dan? They Quinn, should just fucking forfeit. All right, they, hear me out on this. All right. If Dan Quinn's still the head coach, does it go down like that? <laughs> what? He couldn't close anything, dude. There's no way they could close. <laughs> uh, what'd you think? That's off the top. You think if what'd you think? You think if Dan Quinn Dan Quinn goes out to a bar, assuming he doesn't have a wife, which he definitely does, Dan Quinn goes out to a bar, he's like talking to a girl, he's chatting her up, she's really feeling it. And uh He's like, yeah, you want to get out of here? And like, right, she's like, yeah, let's go. She says, yes, I'd like to go home and have and then, sex with you. And then like right before they're about to leave, he goes to grab his keys and just spills a drink all over and he or something. And he's like, oh, yeah. you're fat. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> this guy can't close for shit, dude. He had, he had it. Your, your, your other buddy, Dan Quinn's other buddies at the were in this scenario, Dan Quinn has friends. Uh, <laughs> his buddies are at the bar betting like how, how long you think it'll take. <laughs> I don't know, man. She said that she wanted to go have sex Dude, with him right now. Like she Danny, confirmed it. Danny, Dan, bro, stop. We told you to tie your shoes before you walked over there. You. <laughs> uh, How's he gonna fuck it up this time? Now, Speaking of the Dolphins, I did want to. I did want to bring up this one point. Two is left-handed. No, that's an astute point by you. Go ahead. I like two where is, you're going. Two is left-handed. Do you know the last you guys, time? Turn, turn your dials up. And Let's I know you. This. I know you do know this because I already asked you this before, Pond. But do you know the last time a left-handed quarterback started in the NFL? Um. Well, I mean, 2016, Kellen Moore. 2016, Kellen Moore nailed it. Why do you think there's so few left-handed started quarterbacks in the NFL? I think Mark Brunel probably cornered the market early. No, the, that's a can't. That can't be it for the Jags. I mean, we've we've got there's two Hall of Famers. Hmm. One of them, Steve Young. Don't know the I mean, other. Yeah, I think there's just uh, less left-handed people in the world. Well, there's they make up ten percent of the population. They Did make you know, up out of all NFL pass throwers, zero point eight five percent. They make up ten percent of the population. Zero point eight five percent are left-handers. That doesn't add up. All all time. All time. All time, zero point eight five percent of NFL court starting quarterbacks. No, not starters. Or NFL quarterbacks People that have thrown, have thrown pass. passes. Point eight five percent of passes all time in the NFL have been thrown by a left-handed quarterback. Yes. Whoa, that's wild, right? Good stat. That doesn't make sense. That's good. Stat. Got, it, I mean, it's that's something so blatant. I never think about it, but there are no left-handed quarterbacks in the league right now, other than Tua. So what the fuck? Do you think it's? Do you think it has something to do with like the offensive line or like plays? Huh. Because no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's got to be just as difficult for the offense to adjust to it as the defense. I mean, the defense to adjust to it as the offense. Like they, they're used to playing one way, shielding one way. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that it's. I mean, I, I just can't think of anything that would make it. Did I just fucking get you, bro? You were on a date one time, and I've done the exact same thing. You were on a date one time. That sounds nothing like me. And uh, you went to play ping pong with this date. You remember this story? I think so. And you beat her ass like 21 to 0. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, was this yeah. at a bar? Yeah. Or at the this house is, I lived yeah. at? Yeah, I think it was at the bar. Okay. The same thing I've done a million times. Every every date I say, hey, do you want to play a game? And I tell them I'm going to kick your fucking ass well, right before we play. But don't they and, always, don't girls always do the same thing? Don't, are you taking it easy on me? Yeah. Don't take it easy yeah. on me. No, 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 no. I'm not taking it easy and on it's you. it's like, yo, I don't kill mind, you. Like, But I can let a girl hang around. Like, I can win 2110. I can. I can make that show. No. Well, you don't have this, the paddle, general paddle skills that I have, and I think most... Well, I'm just not an actor. I can't be like, oh, man, my bad. Yeah, I am. Uh, no. I am. I'm a chameleon. I adapt right. to my surroundings, and I can do that. But when they so, say, don't take it easy on me, I'm going to serve you the forehand, and I'm going to beat your ass. Did so, I shut her out? This, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the second you turn 50, dude, you're taking it to we those old for men. a while. Yeah, you did. Long time. I knew it wasn't right. Well, hmm. I, I, I won, so... Set the tone early in the relationship. Uh, also, I'm still single, ladies. Okay, for our last two clips of our best of HGP 2020 episode, you'll hear two clips, one from Spencer and one from me, from our very first episode recorded on March 6th, 2020, just before the shutdown of sports. On the first clip, I give you guys the reasons and the thought process for me when starting the Hot Grits podcast, and then Spencer will do the same and give his reasons for wanting to do the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best of Hot Grits, and we'll see you guys in 2021. Generally, I, I want to be able to vent into a microphone about sports and, and doing that for two years and dealing with, uh, well, you know, like dealing with crazy stuff on the reg. It was nice to be able to vent and put whatever I wanted into the microphone and then um, really not ever know who's listening to it or when they're listening to it. Uh, and it's therapeutic for me. So that's why I'm doing it selfishly. Um, and also, Spencer, a lot of your takes are not great. And someone else, someone <laughs> like someone else needs to see that. You know what I mean? I feel wow, like this will dude. document it and validate it. Think I was ever gonna do a podcast without you? Like that's a big part of it for me. Is I mean, I am a freelance. I have been a freelance sports writer, but it's not my full time gig. I think a large large part of this is doing the same thing that we do at the bar, talking about sports, shooting the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. And I mean, like, but I wanted to do. You know, it's big for me to do this with my best bud. That's a big part of it. For, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. like, but I think you'll find also that. It becomes, I use the word therapeutic a lot. I mean, that's probably fucking a little, like, that's probably a little much therapeutic, <laughs> but, uh, like, that's what it sort of is for me is like, uh, like a way to vent. And then, you know, it's yours. You can burn it. You can release it. Um, who yeah. knows if you guys are, if people are even, I mean, therapeutic, it makes me seem like we're cult leaders already.